to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. I have the special privilege every Sunday, or usually most Sundays, to experience all of our various worship services, and it's always such a joy to see the expression of the gospel, the beauty of singing, of music, done in so many different ways. And on the five-year anniversary, it's given me an opportunity to kind of reflect over the last five years. And one of my favorite Sundays was shortly after we'd started this service, there were some visitors attending church, and they came to the 930 traditional service. They had a good experience, and then they heard there was a modern service, so then they stayed after, and they came to the 1045 service. That afternoon, they went out to brunch with some other friends from RPC, and they said, we really really enjoyed our time at RPC worshiping today, both services. But that guy in the robe has really got to watch out from that preacher in the modern service. <laughs> Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we ask that you might be our teacher in the next few moments. Lord, we do celebrate what you've done through this service, what you're continuing to do through this church. Lord, it's not just about one service or one style, but it's all of us coming together in this this wide array of beauty to express your gospel in a way that people will hear it and engage with it and encounter with you. And I pray that we might do so tonight. Now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be pleasing in our sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's hard to expect the unexpected. During my first year of seminary at Princeton Seminary, I signed up for a class with the title, The Gospel in Unexpected Places. The class was about how the gospel tends to emerge in ways, in places that you are not expecting. I knew from the very beginning, that the professor and I did not agree on what counted as unexpected. He began the class by saying this, one of the most unlikely places I've ever seen the gospel is when I went to Carnegie Hall in New York City to hear Garrison Keillor speak. Now, I love Garrison Keillor like the next guy, and for our young people, Garrison Keillor is a writer and a speaker. He had a variety show called Prairie Home Companion. He would always do a report about a fictitious place in Minnesota called Lake Wobegon, where all the children were above average. Prairie Home Companion would air every weekend on NPR. And the professor says, can you believe it? Garrison Keillor in Carnegie Hall. The gospel, so unexpected. And I was sitting there at my desk, and I was like, my goodness, that's about the most expected place I would expect to hear the gospel. Garrison Keillor in Carnegie Hall. You need to get out more. 
And I was determined to find the gospel somewhere unexpected. Now, you got to remember this was the early 2000s. It's different. Things have changed. But people do have different expectations about what counts as expected and unexpected. Today's passage that they acted out tells the story of Moses' call. He's been raised as a boy in the Pharaoh's house in Egypt, and now he's an adult. And one day he's walking along and he sees an Egyptian abusing a fellow Hebrew. And Moses steps in to intervene and he ends up killing the Egyptian. Soon after, word spreads of these events and Moses has to go on the run. And after arriving in Midian, Moses ends up working for his father-in-law Jethro. He becomes a shepherd, taking care of Jethro's flocks. I imagine he had a a regular routine. He gets up early in the morning, leads the flocks to food and to water, keeps them from wandering off, fights any threats that might come and try to, to harm them, and then moves them to fresh pastures. As a shepherd, Moses knows what his job is. He has a daily agenda, a routine, a schedule. He knows what's expected. In the gospel and unexpected places class, it got to the end of the semester. And it came time for us to decide on a group project to do for the class. It was a presentation. We're trying to figure out where and what topic we could choose where the gospel appeared in an unexpected place. A group of us guys, and we were guys, got together and we brainstormed. Now remember, this is the early 2000s. Things are much different now, but we came up with an idea. We wanted to do a project on finding the gospel in tattoos. We wanted to interview people with tattoos, tattoo artists. We want to ask them things like, why did you put a scripture on your shoulder? Why did you put a picture of Christ on your back? Why do you have that cross on your leg? What does it mean? We want to talk to the tattoo artists that engage with people putting religious and spiritual imagery on their body. What did they experience? What was their opinion? Was the gospel there in tattoos? So we submitted our proposal to do a documentary on the gospel in tattoos. And the professor read over our proposal and he gave us feedback. He said, I don't know Guys, if tattoos are Christian. He said, what about Leviticus and the prohibition about marking the flesh? I just don't think it's acceptable. And I thought Princeton was to be so liberal. (laughs) I guess even tattoos were too unexpected for the unexpected class. I was so, you guys can imagine, I was so irritated, I went all around campus just advertising the gospel in totally expected places class. (laughs) Eventually, he let us do the project, and we did a documentary about tattoos and the gospel, and guess what? We found the gospel there. The professor threatened not to pass us, but eventually he gave in. It was a good, it was a good documentary. 
but he did give us an A minus, which I'm still so irritated about. <laughs> it's hard to be open to the unexpected. Isn't it true that we get so accustomed to our way of life that we lose the opportunity to be surprised by God? We've settled in and we get comfortable. We try to rid our lives of all the unexpected things that could happen. And here Moses is, just walking along, taking care of his father-in-law Jethro's flocks. He's keeping to himself, and suddenly he sees a bush on fire that was not consumed. And Moses walks over to it. This is something he had not expected to encounter. And then out of the fire, he hears a voice, Moses, Moses. And Moses responds, here I am. This is a, a classic biblical call story. A typical biblical call story goes like this. First, God appears to someone. Second, God calls them and they respond. Third, God tells them he's got a job for them to do. And here, God tells Moses, I've heard the cries of my people in slavery, in captivity in Egypt. And I'm going to call you to go back to Egypt and lead them out. And then the fourth component of a call story occurs. The person objects to the call. The person says, nope, you got the wrong guy. I'm not qualified. Notice what Moses says. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring out the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses has confronted the unexpected call of God, and he's overwhelmed by it. Here's the good news, though. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. This makes me think of six years ago when we came up with the idea to start a modern service here at RPC. And we came up with all our objections. We don't have a space for it. Who's going to do the music? How will we pay for it? Will anyone come? We came up with our objections and then said, God, if, if this service is in your plans, we need you to qualify it. Where's it going to meet? Somebody said, well, let's use the gym. Music. Somebody said, how about a guy named Trenton? <laughs> Who will pay for it? Well, the visionary people of Roswell Presbyterian Church. Will anyone come? Yes. God does not call the qualified, but qualifies the called. God is in the business of qualifying us to accomplish the unexpected. I've heard it said, if you want to see God laugh, tell him your plans. God calls Moses to go back and lead the Hebrew people out of slavery, out of captivity. And in a call story, God usually does give assurance. And that's exactly what God does here. God looks at Moses and promises to give him a sign that he is following the right call. But there's one problem with it. See if you can notice it. And this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. There's a little problem in the timing there. God promises to send him and to prove that he's going with him only after he's followed the call. 
After he's gone back to Egypt, after he's challenged the Pharaoh, after he's led the people through the Red Sea, after he's led them wandering in the wilderness, only then when they come to this mountain again, the mountain of Horeb, will the call be fulfilled, will it be proven? So that means Moses must step out in faith. Step out blindly in faith, trusting that God will go with him. Moses does just that. And he literally changes the course of human history. All because of an unexpected encounter with a burning bush. The fires of history are often lit with the tiniest of matches. I was given a great graduation gift as I finished seminary. For his final semester of seminary, a friend told me, I've decided to take the gospel in unexpected places class. He'd heard me tell about the debacle about the gospel and tattoo project. He'd heard it, but he chose to do it anyway. Towards the end of the course, one day he pulled me aside. He said, Jeff, you know I'm taking the gospel in an unexpected places class. I said, yeah, the gospel in totally expected places. And he says this, well, the other day, the professor introduced the capstone project about finding the gospel in an unexpected place. And at the end of the description of the project, someone raised their hand and asked, could you give us an example of a, of a really good project? One of really unexpected sighting and seeing of the gospel. And the, the professor had the gall to say the best project I ever saw was two years ago, this group of guys put together a documentary about the gospel in tattoos. And I must tell you, I was not expecting that. <laughs> you never know when, what God will do and where and when God will show up. The modern service can be a reminder to each of us to have our eyes and our ears open to God's unexpected working in the world. A call to us to love someone that's unexpected, someone we don't feel like loving. To step out in faith and serve in a way we don't feel qualified for. To give unexpectedly, to worship in an unexpected space. Let us keep our eyes and our ears open, watching, listening, for the unexpected promptings of the Spirit. Let's keep our lives open to the unexpected work of God, the work God wants to do with and through us. There's one thing I know. It's that God shows up in the most unexpected places. Let's pray. Gracious, loving God, we thank you that you are a God of surprises, showing up in unexpected places and ways. We pray that we might have the courage not to always stick with the expected, but to branch out, try new things, innovate, reform, see the world in a new way. And just maybe we will hear you speaking to us out of our burning bushes. Amen. You've been listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. 
Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.